guys, welcome to Kristen in the City podcast, a podcast where absolutely nothing is out of bounds. Every Monday, we're going to dive into some hot topics and we're going to discuss some things that we all go through. You're not alone. So grab your wine, grab your popcorn or turn the volume up in your car because we're going to laugh, maybe even cry together because y'all know life is a lot. So I'm your host, Kristen, and let's get real. Well, hello, everybody, and I hope that y'all are having the best day ever. Normally, I would always say (laughs) I hope that y'all are having a fantastic Monday, Um, but I believe that this will be up sooner than Monday, so whatever day that this is that you're listening, I hope that y'all are having the best day ever. Um, But anyway, it's been a few weeks. Uh, If you follow me on social media, you know why. I just feel like it wasn't appropriate to post or publish anything um, during all of this craziness right now. And I just feel so strongly about Black Lives Matter that I just didn't want attention to be on anything else besides that. I feel like anything that I would have posted would have been counterproductive towards that. And that's just not what I wanted to do. So I put this on the back burner and I, you know, didn't really know what my next episode was going to be. I do know that very soon I do want to have somebody, a person of color, of course, come on here and I just want to talk like I want to hear it. I want to hear what you have to say and I want to give you a safe environment to do so, you know, and so I'm still looking for somebody to do that. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, you know, just to talk about your struggles, tell me and tell everybody how you feel like I want to give you that platform to do so. And that's something that I want to do really, really bad and I I want to do it soon because You know, as much as I believe that voices won't die down and all that, I know that they will eventually. And hopefully the reason for that is because we're getting some results. And, you know, we have seen a lot of changes being implemented because of all this. And for that, I'm so grateful. I know that everybody is. And it's very progressive. However, I just feel like we have a long ways to go still. And so I do want to bring a black person onto my podcast and just give them a platform and I want to hear you and I want to learn more and I want everybody to take that opportunity opportunity to also learn more as well. So, you know, but other than that, I didn't really know what my next topic was going to be because I don't want to sit here and pretend like none of this is going on and tell you, you know, a story time or talk about a random topic or whatever. Like I wanted it to be relevant and I want it to be progressive and that's what I want it to be about. So when I was thinking about what I wanted this episode to look like or sound like, I kind of went back and forth. Like, it was crazy because I already talked about Ahmaud Arbery in that situation. And, you know, I, I, I labeled the episode, Dear White People, like, let's have a conversation. And then weeks later, here we are. (laughs) And it's just like, what the hell is happening? Um, so I decided that this episode is literally, gonna be just me talking it's I'm unloading and I'm not holding back I'm not leaving out anything I'm not going to sugarcoat how I feel about anything and I'm going to kind of like discuss some topics that I've been hearing people say to like counteract Black Lives Matter or counteracting this horrific death murder I should say of George Floyd 
why is there any argument to this talk? I'm, I, I truly try to understand both sides of the argument, but this is just too far. This is too far. Um, but the positive thing that has come out of this is that there is nobody in the shadows anymore of how, of how you feel. Everybody that is prejudiced, it has come to light. <laughs> there is nobody hiding in the shadows anymore. If you feel like your response to Black Lives Matter is, oh, well, but, or no, all lives matter, or, oh, George Floyd was under the influence and he was a drug user. Is that like really what we're like, that's what we've come to as a human race? Is that like, is that really what we've come to? Being a drug user means that that's a death sentence? No. Resisting arrest should be a death sentence, even though he wasn't resisting, but other people who have lost their lives to law enforcement, resisting arrest should not be a death sentence. I don't care. We have a huge issue here. Police are here or should be here to help us. And now granted, I know that there are some great cops, but my problem with that is, is if there there are some good cops, why are they not standing up and saying something is wrong? Why are they not collectively coming together and saying like, hey, we need reform. We need help. We need more training. Why, why isn't that happening? And so when I hear that argument, well, not all cops are bad. I understand that. Like I have come across great cops, but your silence is deafening on all accounts. If when you first heard about George Floyd's murder and the first response that you had about that was counteracting Black Lives Matter, If your first response for George Floyd's murder wasn't outrage because of the way that he was murdered or the way that he left this earth, if that wasn't your first first initial response, I'm questioning your heart. Look, we are all so severely broken as people anyway, because we're sinners, right? None of us are perfect. But the moment that you can look at somebody and their life slips from their body after several minutes and the only thing that you can respond with is don't break the law or he was under the influence. Why? When did this go left? If your response to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter, why are you that way? I'm sure you've heard so many different comparisons, but I'm going to say a few. Just because you say Black Lives Matter, that doesn't mean that we're taking away from anybody else. It just means that we're trying to focus on a group of people 
who feel like they don't matter. They feel like their life is not important. How do you not understand that? Are you that privileged? Are you that wrapped up into your own thing, in your own bubble, that you can't even see when people are screaming out for help? And you're saying no? How can you do that? If one of your family members, let's say your mom, got breast cancer and you're tore up, maybe it's stage four. And so you're trying to raise awareness for breast cancer and encourage women to get their yearly mammograms. And someone comes up to you and says, well, you know, all cancers actually matter. So how would that make you feel? That your opinion and that's something that you cared about, like your mother, someone was trying to invalidate that feeling. We know that all cancers matter and we all know that they ruin lives and ruin families. But if you're affected directly by breast cancer, you're going to feel a little bit more strongly about it and you're going to speak out about it. So why would you ever try to invalidate when a whole race of people are screaming out for help and for acknowledgement that there's just simply a problem. Can we please fix it? And you respond back with all lives matter? How dare you? Like, I'm truly disgusted by these kinds of people. And then they try to validate their own crappy opinion by finding a few people of color who have the same opinions as you and you think that, automatic, that automatically validates what you were saying because you found three or four black people who agree with you? Look at the masses. Look around the world. Look how many people are protesting because of this. Wake up. There are several countries, thousands and thousands of miles away, who were standing up because what happened was wrong. Look how people of color are treated. And it's integrated into our DNA almost. I was raised in a way where I thought differently of black people and didn't even know it. But guess what? That can be untaught. Fill your brain and replace that information with truth. And you know what? That might have to come from self-discovery. That might have to come from doing your own research. But do it. It is your life. Figure out what's important. And to me, I feel like what's important is to make sure that no matter who you are, no matter what your beliefs are, no matter your skin color, that you feel important because you are. The moment we start invalidating and pointing fingers, all of that, we go wrong. Listen to people. White people. <laughs> We have never had to question whether we matter. We have constantly been put up a, like on a pedestal for the wrong reasons. I feel like what we're taught about the discovery of our country, how we treated black people during slavery, all of that very misconstrued. We have taken away everything and made it our own and stole and enslaved people 
for our benefit. Yeah, we discovered cotton was a great agricultural move, right? Brought in lots of money. It was really the first crop that brought in money like that. So what did we do? We brought in African-Americans to do the artery work. And since then, even though we have progressed and made it illegal, have we really made that much progression? We're still not taking ownership of what we have done. And I say we, even though you might not have been alive, alive during that time, we still have to take ownership and fix what we have done. We can't just pretend it didn't happen. Oh, well, it wasn't me who actually did that. Can you be so sure to say that if you weren't living during that time frame, that you would have the same heart? I can't. I don't, I can't sit here and say that if I were, if I were living back then, what would I, I would hope I would do the right thing. I don't know. And so with knowing that, it is my job every day moving forward that I make sure people of color, people of other that have different beliefs than I do, whether I agree or not, is that they feel important and that they feel like they belong here. We are not an exclusive country. We should be very much inclusive because what makes this country and what makes this world great is that we all come from different backgrounds. We're all different colors. We all speak different languages, but you know what's universal? Laughing and smiling. That is understood between every person on this planet. And I'm so tired of being so divided like how we are. And if you turn a blind eye and just pretend like, oh, well, they're just doing it for no reason and making up these excuses. Why are you making up excuses? And for people like, you know, who fly the Confederate flag, you're flying a flag that was created. Over, the Confederacy was four years long, by the way. Four years long. The Confederate flag was made because the South like seceded away from the country because slavery was about to become illegal. So that flag was created. Why are you flying a flag over an area that wanted to secede from the country because slavery was about to be illegal? Can you please answer that for me? Oh, well, it was because it was part of history. Yeah, you're right. A freaking terrible part of history. I just don't understand why we're not getting it. Now, granted, there are a lot of people who are getting it. And I want to tell you personally that if you were maybe on the other side of the fence and you didn't understand Black Lives Matter, you were one of the people that were enraged at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee. And you're coming around and you finally are understanding it. Thank you. And while I would love to have said that I wish that you understood sooner. I'm glad that you finally opened your mind up enough to learn new information because that's exactly what you did. But man, we owe Colin Kaepernick a huge apology.
because people who were saying, oh, well, we don't, we shouldn't protest this way. It's not going to make any real movement. This is not the way to do it. This is not the way to do it. Well, Colin Kaepernick simply just took a knee and did a peaceful protest. And you had a real big problem with that. So which one is it? Like, which would you prefer? You want people to be silent because you don't want to see it anymore. You want to continue on with your life, your sweet privileged life, and pretend like shit doesn't go on outside of your bubble. That's why you want it peaceful. Let's just be honest here. And while, you know, the burning, the looting, I don't agree with it. Like, I don't think anybody agrees with it. Like, let's just be real. But no time ever in history where there were real changes made was it ever done peacefully. Martin Luther King was peaceful, but guess what? He was still assassinated. So for everyone who said, oh, well, Martin Luther King Jr. did it peacefully and stuff. Yeah, well, he was still killed. He was still killed. And right after that, city started burning up. And it turned violent. So can we honestly sit here and say that it was the peaceful march that he did? Yeah, maybe. It was great. It was a historical time. But after he was killed, there were riots right after that. Another thing that I was not taught in school, Black Wall Street. Not until I was 26 years old, about a month ago, did I ever even know. I never even knew this happened until I was 26 years old. Black Wall Street, a whole community in Tulsa that was beautiful. All businesses owned by black people, thriving, banks, everything. A whole community where light was finally starting to be seen after just (laughs) a terrible time trying to recover from segregation and everything else, slavery. You want to know what happened to Tulsa? It was burned down to the ground by white people. A thriving black community. Why did we never learn about that? Why is that not ever talked about? Your guess is as good as mine. But time and time again, we try to mask how this country was really founded. And so when I hear, make America great again, I don't really know what you're talking about, President Trump. (laughs) Have there been great moments? Of course. But when you say make America great again, I just don't know what part you're talking about. It is not always peaches and cream. And I can't think of a time where I would want to go back. Why would we want to go back? Shouldn't we say like we're making America great moving forward? 
or something. <laughs> I don't know. But all of this is just insane. All the counter arguments that I've been hearing of people. It's just mind blowing. And I don't understand. All I know is that I'm going to do my part. And I don't care if I'm the only one in the room that believes in the right thing. I'm going to stand by what I'm saying. And I don't really care. If I'm in a room of like, let's say 400 people, and they're all screaming and shouting at me and saying, well, this, well, that. I don't care. My voice is going to be louder than all 400 of y'all. Because right is right. And that's just it. Right is right. Until black lives matter, all lives don't matter. And the people who are saying that all lives matter. So where was your outrage when healthcare rights got taken away from gay people this past week. Since all lives matter, why aren't I not, I didn't see one of you guys saying anything about that. All lives matter is convenient for you when you're trying to invalidate someone else's point. <laughs> it's just been kind of hard to swallow to see people that I've really admired and look up, looked up to and see their standpoint on this. When thousands and thousands and thousands of people, not only across America, but, you know, over the whole, like all over the world, have been protesting, you understand that we're like looking right into something that's absolutely going to make history books one day. And it's messy right now. It's hard right now because it's like people that I really you know, thought that had some sort of heart and they're trying to invalidate Black Lives Matter. Why would you try to do that? Like, honestly, it just blows my mind. It's a lot. And I guess what's really hurtful to me is that with me dating black people, and knowing that these people in the back of their minds probably feel some kind of way about it, it's kind of hurtful. And <laughs> thinking of myself, if someone had a problem with someone who I'm dating, I'm going to war with you. I hope you know that. So if you're listening to this and you don't agree with my lifestyle, we ever become, you know, in each other's presence and you say something slick, just know... <laughs> You know, I don't think that talking does it anymore, to be completely honest. I always wonder when I see these people, you know, recording, like, their racial um, kind of encounters. I just could not be that. Why doesn't that ever happen in front of me? <laughs> like, why doesn't something like that, like, if, if someone said a racial slur or someone was just acting ridiculous to someone of a different color or different religion or whatever, how come that never happens in front of me? Like, I guess those kind of people don't realize that you can still get hit in the mouth for saying things like that. I think it just takes one good time of being popped in the mouth to realize you're not invincible anymore. And I, it, it makes, it brings my heart joy that these <laughs> racists are becoming the minority. It makes my soul happy 
You want to know what else makes my soul happy? The fact that the Confederate flag was banned from NASCAR. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because that shit is funny. <laughs> Never in my life did I think that NASCAR would ban Confederate flags. If NASCAR can get behind Black Lives Matter and you can't, I don't know what to tell you. Go jump off of I-30 at this point. If you cannot get behind why people are saying Black Lives Matter or why the Confederate flag probably isn't the best flag to be waving around, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. It's freaking ignorant. And what's mind-blowing to me is that these people are so freaking ignorant that they don't even know they're ignorant. Make that make sense. Like, you cannot say shit to these people to make them understand. <laughs> like, you can't. It's hopeless. So don't even waste your energy on it. They're in, they're, they're incompetent and they're not able to take in any other information or any other viewpoint or any other stance than their own. So as much as I want to say like, yeah, you know, keep telling them, keep trying to have them understand But don't fluster yourself by trying to sway them in the other direction because at the end of the day, they're either going to be on either side of the fence. If recent events have not made somebody go to the right side of the fence, the Black Lives Matter, the I'm listening, let me learn, or I want to be a sponge and absorb as much information as I can, or maybe I was wrong this whole time, let me listen to you, like... If you're not on that side of the fence and you're just straight like, well, black lives, you know, this is just crazy and this is all happening because of the Q conspiracy theory and they're all just trying to attack Trump. Just, oh, I was about to say something so inappropriate. Wow. I'm so glad I didn't say that because although there is nothing out of bounds, whatever, you know what I'm going to say? Go suck Trump's dick, please. Just go do it because... I have tried to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. I have tried. Ask my friends. Ask everybody. In the very beginning, I hated his guts. And then, you know, towards the middle and, like, up until recently, I was like, well, you know, maybe he's not, like, as bad as everyone says. Like, let's give him a chance. He's not, like, completely ruining everything. He's not, like, terrible, like, defending him. (laughs) I can't. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm having a hard time accepting the fact that like I don't I don't believe that we our country is being ran (laughs) by anybody that is looking to benefit us in any single way so like that's hard because nobody wants to accept that right and to be honest like is any politician worth having like to run our country like I just don't know I just don't I'm having a hard time just that like trusting that in the future we are going to run across somebody who really has our best interest at heart and that wants to just be a decent human being. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just so much up in the air right now that I'm just not feeling too confident in. And because of all this, I would be lying. Like, I've kind of drifted off from God again um, because, you know, the whole thing, like, all right, God, like, I'm waiting for you to show us, to show us to what to learn from this. Like, what's what's the ending going to be like? When are you going to come through and show us redemption through all this? Like, what are we, what is the end goal? And so I've caught myself 
not being mad at God, but just wondering why this is still happening. And then I remind myself like, hey, we're sinners and we're all, we're constantly being like pulled down to the ways of the world. And if we don't start living like how God would want us to live, loving one another, then we're, all, we're never going to see light at the end of the tunnel because we're not loving like Jesus did. Jesus loved broken people and those very broken people that he would have loved were pointing fingers at. And we're saying that all lives matter when they're just trying to express that they don't feel like they matter. We are not loving like Jesus would if he was walking this earth right now. And that upsets me because I fall short of it as well. But there are so many people that claim that they have a savior and that they believe in this God. I don't know the God that you're talking about. I don't know the Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know who you pray to. I don't know who you worship or who you think about when you listen to gospel because we're not talking about the same Jesus. You don't give him or shed great light on him. You don't make people want to run after Jesus with how you act. You are not a Christian. You are a fake. And I feel passionately about it because if I would have come across some of the way, or some of the, if I would have come across some people that acted like some of the people that I have seen, and let me rephrase that because I want to make this very, very clear. When I was an unbeliever, and I And if I were to come across some of these people who were invalidating Black Lives Matter or invalidating all of this, I don't know if I would have come to Christ. And I thank God that I did not buy that lie. Because that is not what Jesus represents. Jesus is caring and loving and forgiving and graceful. And that is not what I am seeing. Where did we go wrong? Y'all are using the Bible as a weapon instead of a rescue mission. It is a rescue mission. It's not made for you to pick and choose verses to throw at people. It is a book of a rescue mission. And I'm so upset that we are forgetting the gospel. And that is Jesus came and sacrifice his life so that we're able to sit here and argue about this crap. And I'm ashamed. So where do we go going forward? Well, I I think that you should open up a Bible. I think that you should pray, and we should all pray for forgiveness, because this is freaking insanity. And I know that I have used profanity and I've let my emotions get in the way and said some pretty ugly things and then just mentioned God and I don't mean for it to be that way, but I'm just tired of all this. We need to learn how to love one another.
Because the God that I know, that rescued me, I didn't deserve it. And I don't think that you can sit here and say that you did either. But I think that if Jesus were walking this earth right now, he would be loving and spending time with the very people that we're probably not saying too many great things about. And that's something that I've had to self-reflect on. And I just hate that all of this has made me kind of steer away. I haven't been in the Word at all. I've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and just going through the motions. But I think that we could all just take some time to do some self-reflection and understand, like, where is your opinion coming from? Like, where, what, is, what is your soul rooted in? If it's not people, if it's not loving one another, and it's your own agenda, I would really, I would really hope that maybe you can find it in your heart to just listen. Black people have it really, really hard, and I'm sorry. I'll never know what it feels like. I'll, I'll never know what it feels like to fear my life walking out of the door every day. I'm sorry that you have to do that. I'm sorry you have to feel that way. But just know that I hear you, I see you, and that I will defend you in private and in public, and then I have your back. Because, quite frankly, <laughs> the future depends on it. And no matter how dark a room is, one single light will light it up a little bit. One more light will light it up even more. You keep adding lights, no matter how dark a room is. Take this sky, for instance. Pitch black. But with a sprinkle of some stars... We can see it literally from Earth. And so don't feel like your voice is not loud enough. Don't feel like your positivity isn't noticed because it is. If we keep just doing little things every single day and being a light, being kind, we will change the world. I'm fully confident that this generation will change the world. And that's enough for me to be motivated to wake up and be kind every day. Tip a little bit extra. Be extra kind when you go through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Talk to people. Freaking life is so hard right now. The most small gesture could seriously change somebody's day. And it's a ripple effect. Then they change somebody else's day. Go out there and make a change. Learn. Listen. And don't let this fade away, because we're in the middle of making some big changes. A lot of things have already been changed because of your voice, because of our voices collectively. So keep doing what you're doing. <sighs> I feel good. I feel like I've been keeping all of this in, and I've only been able to type it or whatever. But now that I've gotten it out there, I feel good about it. And... uh I feel like a lot of pressure has been off of my shoulders, but the pressure on my shoulders is nothing compared to, to 
I'm sure the pressure that black people feel. So, I will keep doing my part. Anyway, you guys. So, I don't know as far as my posting or publishing activities or how often it will be going forward. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this gave you some good vibes. I hope that you enjoyed it, of course. And um, we'll be in touch. Let me know if you have any other ideas for uh, progressive podcast topics. I would really like that a lot. Have a great rest of your week. Be the change that you want to see. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.